Hello, Twitter. I am one of the hosts of Sped Up Chat. My name is Mark Ryan. Welcome to Abu Dhabi. Here is my co-host. Take it away, Lise. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm really good and uh, super keen tonight to uh, just have a conversation uh, on our own. There we go. And we can't have the conversation without having the opener. And I'm going to play one that you like. Don't worry. Here we go. Welcome to the Sped Up Chat. Mark Ryan, Lise Farquhar. It's time. All right, this is going to be so fun tonight because Lise and I are going to play a little game. We're going to play a little five versus five questions. And I was just talking with Lise in the green room before this, and she doesn't even have any questions. So it's going to be super easy. I'm just going to ask all of mine. And then Lise is going to be like, yeah, so like, what do you like to do on the weekend? And how's the weather in Abu Dhabi? And I'll be like, you live here. Um, but Lise, uh, I'm going to start off with congratulating you for your PD uh, seminar that you ran on the weekend. I think that's a huge step forward and a big, um, you know, a big example to be setting for the teachers at Raha International School here in Abu Dhabi that, you know, you can take what you're doing and things that you are proud of and things that you believe in that you're trying to work on and share it with others, even if it's not, you know, perfection or, you know, because I know you're constantly working on your ideas and I want to know. Who do you think gets more out of that process right now, you or the audience, knowing that you're like you're beginning to share your message and do this public PD? Who gets more out of it, you or them? Uh, me, definitely. Uh, it's kind of uh, the number of hours that you put into preparing a, a webinar or a single lesson uh, is so disproportionate to the amount of time you spend delivering it. So to get ready for that webinar that I delivered, I, I can't even count up the number of hours over days that I spent preparing for it. Uh, and then it's delivered and done within, you know, half an hour if I've done it efficiently. And, uh, and then that's it. Uh, so I would say that I get the most benefit out of it. And um, fortunately, I kind of have the attitude that uh, I'm always learning. And so I'm also at this time taking an online course through the IB that is a month long professional development piece. And um, I'm in with a group of people who are far more experienced than me. And I said, you know, bear with me with my answers, you know, take it with a grain of salt because I'm coming from the primary school perspective and it's a group of uh, diploma program, group of secondary uh, teachers. And uh, at first I thought, oh, I should shift out of this um, group and be with more uh, equal playing field. Uh, but the number of, the amount that I can get out of it, you know, I'm not concerned about the certificate at the end of it. I'm more concerned about the process and how much I gain from it. So the piece of paper is not important. It's the journey along the way. And that's the same developing webinars and taking part in things like this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, you know, it is something you can put on your CV or it is something you can shout out to other people when they're saying they've led stuff and you can kind of get on board and share experiences. But I think you're right. It's about the process and actually just getting involved in doing it. So uh, thanks, Lise. You are the audience and yeah. it was all you. So go ahead. What's your question for me? I'm ready. Uh, I would say connected to the same thing. You were on a on a live chat last night with um, Tim Cavey and Teachers on Fire talking about PD, and it's the same kind of question to you. Like, why do you <clears throat> get involved in these things and dedicate all of this time? Is it because you feel like you are a fountain of knowledge and you need to spread your ideas and inspire others, 
or is it really just to voice your thoughts and uh, and and broaden them? Yeah, I think you know my passion now is, or you know, if I think back to it for the past fifteen years, has been about collaboration and has been about working with people. And I think you know students or people in the community or what have you. And I think the only way to get better at that is to be part of the conversation. And so, you know, us having conversations in sped up chat, you know, we can invite people on and we can have a conversation with people and I can continually improve on how can I connect with people in a more meaningful way? How can I get, you know, uh, more in sync with what my message is and what I'm trying to communicate? And I find um, just having opportunities to, co to collaborate even in these spaces, I take all of them that I can get. And yesterday I was exhausted and I'm exhausted today right now. But I just love the opportunity to get on here and share with you and learn from this experience. And I know we will actually be one step better after this and it just keep growing. Mm -hmm. So I love that uh, collaboration and personal growth for myself. So yeah, that's what I do it. I'm definitely not a fountain of knowledge. Um, I have, I don't know, like a waiting pool, or something like that. <laughs> um, but thanks for that, Lisa. I'm going to go off to uh, provocations. We've talked a lot about that, and I kind of watched that in your PD, and you mentioned it, you hinted to it. And, you know, I'm starting to get on board with provocations almost being one of the most important steps in developing a unit or in exciting kids and yourself about where you're going. You know, like, if you can start on the right foot, then you, there's no there's no telling where the learning is going to go. There's no telling where the questions are going to go. But if you slow into it, I think maybe some people are going to fade out and that's students included. Maybe that's yourself. And what I'm wondering to you is, are you still going to be able to kind of set the tone with provocations when you move up into the DP and in the middle school, will you be able to offer the same kind of opportunities that you can do with the really young kids in the primary? Yeah, it's uh, it will be interesting. And I have to say only time will tell with that uh, at the moment. I think uh, when I went to teachers college, I really honestly, I, I don't remember hearing the word provocation. Uh, it wasn't something that was talked about or considered and in the planning and all that kind of stuff. And when I taught in the UK, same thing, we did not do provocation. And it was only when I started at Raha and into the IB framework. And I just think that they are so valuable. And it has actually taken me quite a few years to understand how to design them to get them the maximum benefit out of the opportunity. And sometimes they are like the showstopper of the unit um, because they are just so, so much fun and so engaging in general because it's, you know, pure formative assessment um, in them and just to spark conversation and curiosity. So when I move up to the middle and high school next year, I do plan on, uh, on presenting provocations, but they may be more of a, a shorter and sweeter sort of kind of thing that sort of um, more like a, st what's the word? Ah, just in infusing them on occasion yeah. as opposed to just at the beginning of the unit. I wonder if actually they'll become actually more meaningful and more important than we could possibly think. Because during that Teachers on Fire podcast yesterday, they were talking about gamification and then mm. adding that into professional development. And, you know, people were saying, ah, you know, it's gimmicky or this and that. And I was saying, you know, as teachers, when we get into a learning space, we still want to have fun with our coworkers. Mm. We still want people to excite us and to get us going and to build 
um, collaboration and opportunities to get to know each other and get to know our own skills. And I think, you know, maybe that's something that could be missing a little bit in the DP or the MYP. I don't know. I'm not over there enough to be able to say that. So I'll be watching that space for sure. Thanks, Lee's Provocations yeah. in the DP coming to Raha International School. You're up. What's the next question? Um, so on, again, I'm just going to keep bouncing off of you, um, on the thought of provocations and the fact that we just finished our two-week break. Uh, when you go out and about in Abu Dhabi, do you go to places, <laughs> showing the Canadian side of myself out and about, um, do you go to places to um, provoke your own thinking? So I know, I think you said you just got a, a pass to the, the Yas Island parks. So the theme parks that are on the island. And I know you've had that before. I went to Yas Waterworld with my kids on the holiday. And they said, you know, can we get a pass, a yearly pass, so we can go anytime? And I was like, no, nope. <laughs> this is not going to be like a backyard playground kind of a regular thing. Um, I want to keep it as a special occasion because I want to go on the weekends here, there, and everywhere. Um, and we went to Castro Hosan and all, you know, a couple of historic sites and, and things. So when you go out and about, is it to provoke your connections with the city and get your daughters into new things and provoke their? Um, I was saying this yesterday to Tim KB on Teachers on Fire. Man, we're shouting out that podcast like no one's business. But um, I, I handle life now the same way I handle running. It's short, it's sweet, and once it's done, I don't do any more of it. Like I'm not going for an ultra marathon, I'm not planning some long thing, and, and you've known this about me, that I don't like to go off and you know people ask about camping or whatever, I'm never going to do it. It's not that I haven't done it, I'm just never going to do it again because I don't like to overcommit myself to so long of an adventure. So what I, what I do now is I find one opportunity a day, especially on the weekends with my girls, that I can bring them, we can share an experience, we can have fun, and it doesn't have to be a unique experience that we've never shared. Um, so we'll go to the Roller Skate Park, or we'll go to Yaz Waterworld, or Warner Brothers, or whatever, because we have all these amazing facilities in Abu Dhabi, but it's like the one-off thing. So I go out to have a moment to share an experience with them, but it's not to go and see something grand or to do something um, spectacular and get to know Abu Dhabi a little bit better. I'm really, really bad at that. Um, you know, I get to know certain places and I just kind of tend to keep going back to them. So there's tons of beaches, there's tons of historic sites, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've never seen. And I hope that I probably will over my time here in the UAE. But um, yeah, really when I go out and it's just to have that moment with my girls short, sweet, see them kind of being active, try to teach them a skill, try to improve on a skill that they already have, and then uh, burn some energy off of them. Mm -hmm. So we come home and uh, I can relax a little bit or I can go off and do my run because I know that I've spent some, some time with them. There's a little bit of balance. So um, yeah, that's kind of the answer to that one. One thing that I have to ask about you is misunderstanding. And this is an interesting one. Um, I think with you, you always say that people misunderstand you. You know, they always say, they always say, hey, everyone thinks I'm organized and I'm not. Everybody thinks I have all the answers and I don't. And then, you know, I was watching your PD and you were talking about um, 
being able to share cultural kind of connections with Canada and things about your background so that students can help to get to know you. Do you think your students misunderstand you or do you think they they get you? You know, because you say you say everybody else doesn't get you. So do your students get you? Mm, that's a really good question. You will have to interview them, I would say. Uh, I think that they do. Another one of those mustard space answers? Yeah, yeah. I think they, um, because they have had me for the last five years on and off, and they have gotten to know me over time, and I don't, uh, you know, I really put it all out there in the lessons. I think that they do know one side of me. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would definitely say it's the inquirer, it's the pushing to ask questions, and it's the SDG goal loving Lees that uh, <laughs> that they know. Uh, yeah, the usual. Yeah, Miss Lees, when are we doing art? <laughs> she really loves those ATLs, whatever those are. Um, all right. Yeah. You're up. Okay. Uh, so when it comes to uh, cruising Twitter or yeah any place where you are, there is some robot or artificial intelligence or what have you, um, yeah. checking off what it is that you're in looking at. Um, do, are you comfortable with the fact that it is pushing things into your space, that right. it's predicting that you are uh, going to want to see more of because you've already seen some of it? You know, how do you feel about these these kinds of things that cater and personalize your your experience. Um, do you actively try to get outside of that bubble that is being forced on you? Or do you just sort of go with the flow and sort of get that same feed ticking over all the time? Got it. Um, I definitely um, do enjoy the fact that there is some kind of process happening to share content that I'd probably be interested in, you know, so I'm not having to go out and search everything and find everything that makes a kind of an impact to me or is part of like the, the items that I've been looking at or the things that I've been caring about. The one thing that I think is important that isn't happening enough is within that circle that you get put in that you challenge the people and the ideas that you're surrounded by, that you don't just get caught up in the fact that, okay, I'm around these people and these people support me. So therefore I'm going to support them endlessly and not challenge them for anything. And it's this cycle then of like nobody helping anyone actually, or no one actually listening to anyone's authentic voice because they're just retweeting or sharing or liking their comments and their, their stuff. And I think, so that's something that I try to do. And it comes off sometimes as being negative or being, um, I don't know, a little bit aggressive, but I think I try to do that to at least keep my space as authentic as I can. The other thing that I try to do is I try to put content on my page that's not related to education, mm -hmm. but actually interesting. You know, yeah. I'll be on another platform and I'll see something, I'll be like, you know what, this is actually a funny video, or this is actually a cool way to make art. I'm just gonna post this and I'm going to put my slang or my, my kind of take on what I, how I would describe this post. Because mm -hmm. I've seen by other people and it'll be just like, you know, a description of it. And I think, actually, I looked at that differently. I looked at that picture as this. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to present it as this on my page. And I find that way I get so many more different people visiting um, Run Educator than are just educators. And mm -hmm. 
I find having those people in my space as well helps to get a different feed on my channel. My, my channel or my little feed is not all education for sure. Um, so there is some content that I'm constantly having to take off, but um, I, I fully enjoy it. I spend so much time on social media, not because I feel I am trapped or controlled by it, but I really do enjoy it. I find it um, relaxes me and I love to interact with the people. So whatever Twitter and those other platforms are doing to keep those people and to introduce me to introduce me to similar minded people or maybe people that would challenge me because they're like, oh, he likes to challenge these kinds of folks, you know, the <laughs> ones that listen to the music from the seventies. He likes to challenge these folks. Uh, so that would more- be me. <laughs> exactly. I think that's the beauty like these that, yeah. um, that people don't often understand about us is that we don't see eye to eye on so mm. many things. Oh yeah. We're yeah. willing to hear each other out and we're willing to be like, you know what? You take that one. Like I'm not, I don't get it. You know, like, mm-hmm. and there was a classic example today of, someone describing an experience happening on the weekend. And I could see you being like, that is not my way to handle that experience. But you're not about to shut them down or correct them. You just are very respectful of the way other people can handle similar similar kind of uh, takes on you know camping or adventure or being out and about in the city it doesn't always have to be the same way that we view it so that's what i appreciate about you so you know we're we would definitely be in the same circle but we definitely listen and challenge each other and we're not always yeah like 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 because there's tons of stuff i know that you're just like i'm not liking that post remark (laughs) yeah yeah i'm pretty bad for uh if if someone has followed me or something has come up or I've gone to, I've, you know, gone down some rabbit hole and I'm looking at someone uh, to see if it's something, someone I want to follow. If I see that 90% of what they've contributed is just retweets and retweets and it's not their own authentic content, I don't, I do not follow them. <laughs> well, I think that's great. The, the one thing I want to go into that is something about the unexpected. And I want to know with you, do you think that the unexpected has actually really pushed you forward in the in the past few years? And I'd say like unexpected, me coming and working with you and, you know, maybe challenging a, di- a dynamic of how you would teach art or how you would have an art partnership with a colleague. But actually more specifically, the idea I see it all the time with you is like, the unexpected, you get into Twitter and you don't expect where it's going to bring you or you get a dog and suddenly that dog is taking you on walks and those walks are turning into reflections and those reflections are turning into podcasts, little mm-hmm. recaps on things. It's like all the things that you could not predict or expect become these really big parts of your life. Is the unexpected mm-hmm. something that you really look forward to? Like not oh. knowing what's going to come next? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that actually is connected to who I am, if I dare call myself an artist. Uh, when it comes to the creative process, I, I tend to favor um, getting started into creating something. And I might have a vague idea of the direction that I'm going in, uh, or I may have you know, a real a purpose um, to what it is that I'm creating. But as I go through it, I'm very open to all of the things that happen along the way. So the number of times I'm very rough and I'm not very refined with my work. And as I make mistakes and correct them, 
they take me in unexpected directions and lead me to a result that had I planned it out methodically and followed that path, I would never have arrived at the depth that I do. And so I thrive on the unexpected and really embrace it. And it is something that I try to encourage in my students as well um, by making sure that I'm not always directing them in, in one way that, you know, sometimes you start at the end and work, work backwards. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, definitely. Good question. Yeah, thanks. I had, uh, I've had all these planned for weeks, so I'm way ahead of you, but go ahead. <laughs> you got okay. Can I try experimenting <laughs> doing something are you, unexpected? Are you going to share your screen or something? Yeah, I want to try. Now it's not really ready, so you're going to be. Ex I'm going to expose my desktop here, so I'm going to share my share my screen. Right. Yeah, I'm and, sure something up here in a second. Let's see. Okay, and I want to try to share a picture that I took on the weekend. So on the weekend, we went to. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can. I got you. Okay. There's my uh, double daisy picture. So on the weekend, we went to this island um, halfway between here and the Saudi border. And the doors on the houses were all highly decorated. And this cool. is an example of one of the decorated doors. There were coffee pots on some of them and UAE uh, falcons on others. And they were so... Um, so expressive and really made me think about our units that we do with the students about how we express ourselves. And right. um, Alexander was, my older son was interpreting the this door and how much it told you about the family inside. So my question right. is, what would you decorate your doorway with? My Let doorway, my okay. doorway to my home or my doorway to my classroom? What, what um, am I? This is a house, so the doorway to, oh, here's, here it is, the doorway to your cottage. Ah, uh, okay. Because that um, would be different. Yeah, I, um, interesting, interesting question. I don't, I don't know, De decorating my doorway, um, I have, you know, there, it would have to probably be just, um, I'm going to go with. Hudson's Bay blanket colors. No, I'm gonna go with um, my my family name. I would put, you know, like I could just see like the Ryan's on it, and I say that because I don't know if it's because I've yes, yeah, so, there we go. So, so finally, I'm at a loss for words. So uh, thank you for that. But um, yeah, you know, I think because I haven't been home in so long, and I mean home back to Canada, back with my parents, and we were before getting kind of. Uh, the idea, building the idea of t-shirts and kind of things about cottage life where we are kind of making this unity of this family, this kind of growing family, my family um, here in the UAE back to the one in Canada. So I think I would just uh, celebrate that growing family of the Ryans and my girls starting to identify themselves as part of a larger group than just myself and my wife and them. You know, they can feel their grandparents and their cousins and that kind of family unity. So I don't think I would go big decorative with like a big Hudson's Bay design on the door, but um, I could see the nice traditional, you know, the Ryans up there as if you were walking past a lot of houses in Ontario, I'm sure it have names on them, especially cottages. I get that's mm -hmm. pretty, 
answer for cottages um, to have the names up. So I will go for that. Um, but nice one. Yeah, kind of kind of stuck me there for a second. I was trying to think, what would I put on that door? And um, right now I'm just putting my name. So sorry, everybody who's thinking, man, that's a pretty boring answer from an art teacher. Um, my final thing kind of links to to the unexpected a little bit, and it has to do with Twitter. Um, and it's a quote from Shawshank Redemption, which I love, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I'm not sure if you love that movie, Lise. I don't remember what you said about it before. But... Uh, well, actually, my husband went to high school with uh, one of the lead actors in that movie. Very cool. That's yeah. uh, That would mm. be an awesome... That would be an awesome high school reunion. But yeah. uh, this is the idea of like, if you think of not Twitter as like a prison, but in relation <laughs> to this quote, um, that, you know, these walls are funny. First you hate them, then you get used to them and enough time passes and you begin to, you begin to depend on them. And is that how it's coming with the PLN or how you formed relationships online and listening to podcasts and wanting to share your opinion? I know at the beginning, you weren't all aboard with like jumping on and sharing and like meeting people. And who are these people? Why, why should I listen to the, not why should I listen to their voices, but being kind of a little bit um, step back on it. So do you depend on this type of sharing and these type of platforms now? Yeah. My apprehension with getting on board with, uh, with Twitter and all this kind of stuff was I'm really not comfortable with uh, self promotion and coming across uh, in that way. And yet, I, I, I'm old. <laughs> I have a lot of experience um, on a lot of different uh, levels. And so I do feel like I have a lot to share and no platform to share it. And often I will try to share things and just be told, you know, not now. And so I do, I have really enjoyed how far it uh, has taken me over the last couple of years. I mean, we got on board when we were um, speaking at the IB Global Conference in 2019. And, uh, and you said, let's promote ourselves. And I was like, eh. <laughs> and uh, you know, you started and I thought, wait, okay, this is a competition here. I'm not gonna be left in the dust and be the no name, which in generally I am uh, standing beside you. But um, that uh, really got me going and kept me going and I've just grown so much because I am very open-minded and I'm always seeking uh, new ideas and, uh, and opinions. So I think that actually getting on board has been one of the most beneficial uh, things for my own ongoing professional development. I love that take on the idea that, you know, sometimes we have things that we can share, but maybe in the in the hallway or in the classroom that we're in, there's people are just not ready to hear that message at that time, right? It's like people mm -hmm. have to be ready to absorb it. But when you throw mm -hmm. it out into kind of a bigger space, there's more opportunity to connect with people and grow those ideas and then therefore grow as a person. So nice one, Lise. Um, final question is for you. And I'm, do you still have one? Or was that door the final one? Gonna just leave uh, me on my- I thought, <laughs> I thought that was it, but I will um, ask one more question. Um, yeah. You, when you were younger, you were, you know, just single-mindedly uh, a swimmer, and then moved into running. And for the last twenty-five years, you've been single-mindedly running. Uh, do you feel that you are going to continue down that path for the rest of your life, 
or do you think at some point you will diversify or do you wish to diversify but you haven't found your range of things yet is this with sports um like so um, um, yeah, just in in general like uh lifestyle balance kind of stuff yeah i think um I'm getting to know myself better. So I think this idea of collaborating and sharing and connecting with people, I'm going to try to stay straight and keep pushing that path and see how many voices I can hear and how many voices I can learn from and grow as an individual. Oh, you've just, it's that time again in the UAE. It seems that uh, there's like a natural end to the sped up chat at this time with our connection. I wonder if you will come back. It doesn't look like it. Um, I hope that everyone has enjoyed this evening's sped up chat and, uh, and the conversation. Next week, we will be back with Alan, Alan Williamson, who is the CEO of Talim, and our executive principal, Ian. I just wrapped it up for you. Are you back? I'm not sure. No, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like he's coming back. So next week, uh, join us and find out more about the uh, Talim group of schools here over in Abu Dhabi and the incredibly diverse guys who are running the show over here. I am going to leave it for 30 more seconds and exhibit patience and see if Mark might return to sign off. I have a feeling though he's always going to be on a single-minded path for the rest of his life. Definitely a one one gear person. All right. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this and we'll be back next Sunday at 8 p.m. in uh, the UAE Gulf Standard Time and maybe the morning for you or later in the evening. We shall see.